So I want to give a few disclaimers. Um, one, there will be some very explicit um, language used in this episode. Two, um, I'm recording part of this when it is raining. So if you hear the pitter-patter in the background, that is rain falling on my windows. This is also a very sensitive topic to some. Um, I don't mean to insult anybody or belittle the fashion industry. I'm just speaking on my experience and my friend will be speaking on her experience. So without further ado, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Beyond the Face. Dear society, I hope you're proud of what you've done to this little girl because you've ruined her. She can't look at herself and say that she's beautiful unless her hair is blown out, her braids are done, or she's taken that hot comb and she's forced her hair to straighten because that's what you've been telling her is beautiful, you know, for a black girl. Her face doesn't change, nor does her personality or her smile, yet she can't help but hear the words of the people who call her ugly, hideous, or little boy when she sees herself with her natural hair, and if you separate the girl from the curls, she adores them. But together, she struggles to see her beauty. She hates that the boys only talk to her when her hair is blown out or straight. She hates that she's only called beautiful, gorgeous, stunning when she, quote, does her hair. It hurts her to believe that in the eyes of the world, she'll never be beautiful enough because you have forced this disgusting idea of beauty on her. And she looks around and all she sees is the fact that the world seems to pass her up for the girls with the wigs, the locks and braids, the wavy hair, the three-type curls, or the longer four-type curls. Or the white, Asian, and Hispanic girls with the beautiful long and straight hair with the wavy curls. She's hurt. She sees that you've made hair a big part of beauty, and you've led her to believe that as long as her hair is short with these tight curls, she will never be beautiful enough for you. She hates that you refuse to love both sides of her, yet you praise curly hair, but only when it's long and the curls are loose or when it looks quote-unquote done. It's hard for her to love her curls, but she'll be okay because she knows that one day she'll break down the door and change the world with her kinky and curly crown. So keep ignoring her. Keep forgetting about the beautiful girl that she is, because when she's shining bright, just as beautiful as before, you're going to wish that you took the chance to see her, curls and all, before someone else did. I wrote that poem after I had just finished washing my hair. And at the time I had seen myself with my hair blown out so often that I only felt beautiful when my hair was like that. And when I saw myself with my natural curls, I was confused because I loved them, but I didn't love them on me. And I'd been told so many times that when my hair is natural, I look like a dude. And I guess that got to me. And I was so upset because I, I thought I was less attractive. I had been made to feel like I was less attractive because when my hair was that way, I 
it sounds so so bad, but I didn't get as much attention as I did when my hair was natural or not not natural as I did when my hair was blown out or straight or in a wig or whatever. And it hurt so bad. When it comes to the fashion industry in my hair, as much as I love what I do, it's very difficult to have to keep blowing my hair out because when I try and stretch my hair the natural way without heat, they're like, oh, that's not what's in the picture. It's, I just wish there were more people who understood the issue here. Everyone's hair is different. And stylists say that all the time. And I know that there are so many men and women who know how to do all types of hair. I've yet to see their success. That is the problem. So that was a bit depressing, but I really hope that you guys are still listening because this is a really important topic. Um, but anyway... Hi, and welcome back to Beyond the Face. I'm your host, Nyla S. Edwards, and this week we'll be discussing society and what it does to Black women and our hair, as well as the fashion industry and Black hair. Joining me this week, I have one of my best friends, Kadreen Muse, here to talk with me about the pressures of society and our views of our hair. We'll be sharing some stories and hopefully giving you a new perspective on what it's like to be a Black woman with 4B, 4C type hair of different lengths. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I'm here with my friend Kadreen. Hola. Kadreen and I have been friends since freshman year of high school, where our parents introduced us and our parents made us friends. <laughs> and now we're like besties. besties. <laughs> um, but like I said in the introduction, Kadreen and I are going to be talking about our hair and what society has done to us when we think of it, look at it, feel it, touch it, whatever. So we're going to start with some stories from when we're young. So Kadreen's going to give us her experience. Um, I guess I'd say when I was when I was younger, my mom always did my hair. So I never really had issues with my hair when I was younger because my mom just did it. Yeah, I feel like we all had that. Yeah, our mom just that. like put those stupid little bubbles the in little our bubbles head. in our head. Oh my god, and it was cute. But as I got older, I started doing a bunch of like puffs and stuff mm -hmm. because I felt like it was childish, and everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, your hair needs to be out, and it needs to be this, and it needs to be that." As I got older, I started wearing more puffs and stuff, mm -hmm. just because everyone everyone else was just like evolving, but wearing puffs ruined my hair. I wasn't taking care of my hair. I would literally go to sleep with the puffs like an idiot. Oh my God, like Jojo Siwa. Yes. <laughs> I had like a tender spot in the middle of my head. And so when I started to, I also did swim and the chlorine in swim ruined my hair. And I don't know why, but it's really hard to do certain athletics with the hair textures that we have. Yeah. Nobody wants to accommodate. For right. Me. Like, the swim cap doesn't work for black hair, plain and simple. Oh, my God. I remember I had a wedding, my cousin's wedding. Oh, God. And my mom was like, oh, you can't go swimming. You're you're going to screw your hair. I'm like, no, I'll wear a swim cap. So we, like, put two swim caps on and then a bandana and then another swim cap on and then another swim cap on. And my hair still got Reverted, messed up. Right? Yeah. I remember I went to a wedding with my mom in Canada 
and I was so excited. She pressed my hair first time ever. I walk into the bathroom. My cousins are playing with like those like um, water guns mm-hmm. and they spray me and I have like a cute little like bang. <laughs> a cute little like bang thing and literally the way it reverted it was like a cute little curl so like you just see my hair in a nice slick ponytail with like the curls in the back and then just natural hair in the front because they were spraying everywhere that was my mom was so mad oh my god i remember every time i would do something that would like mess with my hair my mom would like grab a comb and slap me on the back of the head and she's like what's wrong with you i used to be i used to be afraid of doing my hair when i was a kid because i used to be tender-headed i just knew i'm not tender-headed anymore not anymore she fixed me right up but i remember when i was a kid it was not it was not working for me but as i got older after i started like taking care of my hair more just to grow it back i didn't really care to wear it out i would Mm -hmm. really just take care of it to grow it back because it was breaking and it was not cute. I got more comfortable wearing like twist outs and braid outs and stuff. And people were like, oh my gosh, your hair is so nice. And I'm like, really? I don't know why. I always just assumed that your hair didn't look nice if it wasn't like huge. Yeah. Like, you know, those like big afros Mm -hmm. and like loose curls, like 3B hair. Oh, I wanted to be a 3B queen so bad. That's that's one of my issues is that society like romanticizes three type curls and up and up and no and down oh yeah you're right yeah because yeah. it's a one Before, to two yeah yeah and it's just it screws with my head because so angry yeah because like i was saying the i don't feel as beautiful mm-hmm. if my hair isn't blown out or straight because of that like Literally. romanticization i'll even do like a braid out and just because i want my hair to be bigger i will blow dry my hair mm-hmm. and then do the braid out so when i take my braids out my hair is bigger and it looks nicer yeah but why can't we just appreciate shrinkage what's wrong Thank with you. that i think my shrinkage is pretty cute my curl my natural curls that literally nobody ever sees because i can't stand wearing them out mm-hmm. they're actually pretty nice yeah but because of society like earlier i was um scrolling through instagram or tiktok one of them and it's become a trend lately that girls with like four type hair they will perm their hair but not like a perm they'll do perm like the jerry curl type thing mm-hmm. so they'll perm their hair into looser curls because they want looser curls. I thought we were over the perming thing. I thought we were over the per- We just reinvented it for 2022. That's literally what we did. How did yeah. we get here? It's it's disgusting. It's concerning. Yeah. And like, I'm going to call out black men for a second. <sighs> Y'all got some nerve. nerve. Talk about some, oh, I want a black queen. I want a black queen. And the black queen walks in and she's a light skin with loose curls. Yeah. Nothing against light skins with loose curls, it's but just... like it's damaging to black women who don't have loose curls. Cause it's like, what about me? What about me? Cause I wake up in the morning and my my afro is pointed to the left, Period. the same way yours is. But it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They'll say, I love my mom and I love this and I love that. My mom is the most amazing person in the whole entire world. And then turn around and say, yeah, but your hair. Mm. Mm. I like her instead. And they, I, and what kills me is they don't like just outright say, I don't like black women's hair. 
it's in their actions. Mm -hmm. Because I've never necessarily heard a black man say, I don't like your hair because your hair is too big. Or I don't like your hair because it's your natural curls. But they gravitate towards Towards looser curls, towards girls with straight hair, towards girls who wear wigs and leave outs all the time, Mm -hmm. towards those girls. And you're standing there with your afro like, hello, (laughs) what about me? (laughs) (laughs) Like, am I not cute too? Right? And it's screwed up because I asked a few of my guy friends, Mm -hmm. like, what do you look for in a girl? And their qualities that they were looking for were really nice. And then when I asked, oh, what about like physical qualities, like her hair, you know, her body, et cetera. They're like, oh, well, I don't really have a type. And we both know that is not true true. because you're going to, okay. Uh, example from when, from a couple years ago, you're going to flirt with me when my hair is like straight. straight. And then when I come back with my hair chopped off, <laughs> it's like, where's that same energy? Yeah. It's and okay. then they turn around and they're talking to this like other girl with straight hair. Exactly. I'm like, all right, cool. Fantastic. And we look virtually the same. Exactly. The only difference is the hair. I feel like now I've been kind of like accustomed to, because I don't like wearing my hair out just because it's too much to manage. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of hair and it's really long and it's really annoying. So I normally just like wash it, put it in like plaits or like twists or something. And I just wear wigs all the time or I do protective styles and stuff like that. But I have I have a couple of like natural haired wigs too, mm-hmm. but I find myself gravitating towards the like straighter wigs that I can put in like a claw clip or something like that. Yeah. Because now I look like the white girl that you see walking down the street <laughs> that you like. And now maybe you'll pay attention to me. Yeah. You know? And I don't do things specifically for guys' attention, but I don't know. I just find myself gravitating and feeling more attractive in those hairstyles, mm-hmm. which is a problem because that's not how God intended for me to be walking around the earth. Yeah. I feel like it's, um, I don't even know. I feel like it's easier for, I I forgot where I was going with that. (laughs) I was going to say that, um, like when you go to the beauty supply store or something like that to buy hair products and you're like so excited because I don't know about you, but I like shopping for hair products, Mm -hmm. even though they're expensive and it'll probably break my bank account. I love like trying out new products in my hair and stuff. And you'll go to the beauty supply store to buy like new hair care products. But the girl on the bottle has 3B hair or the girl on the bottle has looser curls. Or even if she's like 4B, it's like stretched out and it's like perfectly manicured and i'm like girl you know good and well your hair does not look like that on a regular basis mm. and 99.9 percent of the time the product doesn't make your hair look like that because it's yeah. not your hair texture um i know this girl that did a shoot for some hair brand i don't remember which one but the product she was like what's it called showing off i guess working for yeah okay it was for my type hair Mm -hmm. but she has like 3c type hair and i'm like all right (laughs) yeah cool i see how much you love me and how much you love my hair that's also like a problem with the fashion industry and our hair Mm -hmm. 
because they love some afros. They love the braids, the box braids, the twists, the whatever. But who really knows how to do them? Oh, like for real. The amount of shoots that I've seen where I'm sitting there and I'm like, whoever did the hair on this set needs to be fired immediately. It is, and I look so scary. It's not even firing. It's just they need to be more inclusive. Yeah. It's not that you say you're an all around hairstylist, but you're not. Yeah. And this is nothing against like anybody in the fashion industry who, um, you know, is a hairstylist. But like, come on, putting a cloth over my afro and quote unquote shaping it. That's not the What the hell? You want me to look like a (laughs) fishbowl? I'm sorry, but an afro is not meant to be the perfect circle. It's not. It's supposed to have its little curls sticking out and and the flyaways. It's so annoying. I remember... um, a friend of mine or ours, you know her, but she mm-hmm. went to get her hair done at a hairstylist and she like had to coach her through how to like cut her hair and like how to do it correctly. And I have a friend who went to cosmetology school to learn how to do hair and get her mm-hmm. certification. And she was always like showing me videos of like how she learned how to do it and stuff. And they always learn on straight hair. Ugh. And she had a she had a black teacher though. So at some point at some point they started teaching them how to do it on like curly heads, but it wasn't like super, super curly. And nowadays I sit there and I think, when was the last time I got a haircut and by who? Because realistically, I cut my own hair mm-hmm. because no one else knows how to. If you go to a hairstylist who's certified, who's been working in the field for God knows how long, they don't know how to cut curly hair. They don't know yeah. how to wash curly hair. If you do, you have to go to the curly hair bar in New York and spend hundreds of dollars getting your hair cut because nobody else knows how to put a diva cut into your hair correctly mm-hmm. or nobody else knows how to trim your ends correctly and make it even in the way that if you straighten your hair, it's curly, it's correct. And if your hair is curly, it's correct. That's why I've been going to the same stylist my entire, entire life. life. My and I did, my mom. <laughs> I did go to a different stylist and they, they were the ones who screwed up and cut oh, off all my hair. Yeah. That was a sad And that time. was... Oh my god! I the depression <laughs> that was bust down for her. I looked like a little boy for an entire year, <laughs> and afterward, after I let it grow out, I ran to my normal hairstylist. <laughs> I'm like, please help me fix this. And he gave me a proper diva cut and deep conditioned my hair properly, and we gossiped a little bit because you know that's Obviously. what we do. <laughs> But it was nice. And that's the type of thing that we need. You know what's even worse? Oh, mm-hmm. let me tell you. So for um, for our friend Sweet, I got my oh, hair yeah, straightened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went to the salon to get it straightened. And I went to like the Dominican place because the Dominicans, yeah. they know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I went to the place, whatever. And the two women, my dad understands Spanish. So they're sitting there arguing at the top of their lungs on which one of them is going to do my hair because they don't want to do my hair because my hair is a lot. Mm-hmm. And they're like trying to upcharge me because I have more hair, which I mean, sometimes I understand because if you have more hair, it'll take more time. So yeah. you should get paid. But you're upcharging me like what, 30 extra dollars just because I have more hair? Girl, <laughs> it's not that much. Once you blow dry it, 
you're good. Yeah. And my hair is pretty manageable. I just don't want to manage it, but it's pretty manageable. Anyway, so they're sitting there arguing and they're like, I don't want to do her hair. No, I don't want to do her hair. And my dad, out of nowhere, he's just like, okay, are you done? Are you done arguing? Can you just do her hair? I need to leave. Like, what are you arguing about? Yeah, she has a lot of hair, but I'm paying you to do all of the hair that she has. So just do it. Period. And they straightened my hair and it was fine. But the fact that people are arguing because they don't want to touch it, deal with your hair. Mm -hmm. Do you know how terrible that makes somebody? I sat in that chair and I almost cried. I was like, do I even have to be here anymore? I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go home. There was this, um, this stylist that I had and... The photographer was like, oh, I want to try doing this on her because mm-hmm. I feel like it would look really good. And the stylist was like, oh, I don't know how to do black hair. Oh, like loud as hell. And I'm like, well, I'm sitting right here. That is so rude. Why would you say that with me in the room? That is so disrespectful. Yeah. And like, I understand you don't know how to do black hair, but you don't have to complain about it. You could ask me, you know, how do you do this? I don't understand why we're not training people. Like, literally, she just got her license. The friend that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. she just got her license like a year and a half ago. So it's not like we're, we haven't been in the 21st century for ages. Why are people still who are just now getting certified still don't know how to do black hair? Yeah. It's... it's. I don't want to curse too much. Like I'm saying hell a lot. It's okay. But that's the that's as far as I want to go curse wise. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to talk about, you know, white people and their obsession with our curls. White people in general have so many gorgeous hairstyles they can choose from. Yet there are many of them who still choose to pick from things from our culture. And that's just a little bit of a problem. <laughs> I have seen so many girls on TikTok who are like curly hair routine and they walk into the camera with pin straight hair and they are grasping for their dear lives to yank curls out of their 1A hair. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, your hair is not curly. They will do anything it's to curl the clump, their heads. The it's the clump. Thing. I love it when they do the um the bowl method because yeah. who does that work for? What black girl do you know does the bowl method? It's the people with pinched straight hair. And now it's become an aesthetic. They like the, um, they like, they as in guys, they like girls with the curly hair and they're like short and they're tan. Mm. But like, mm. it's like an infatuation. I, the short thing, I'm walking around on campus and I'm seeing these guys with their curly headed, short, short girls. And I'm like, damn. That's what they want. Damn. They just want a curly headed like two a curly headed girl five two five two short and tan that's the playbook yeah that's it i feel like we no need one. to do this thing more often like what? you and i come and talk <laughs> because we we used to talk about this all the time because yeah. we run our mouths we really lot. do we used to do it we used to we were so out of pocket we used to do it before eight o'clock in the morning that's mm-hmm. how you know it's like just walking around talking about people's children. I come up and I sit on your desk and I'm like, Kadreen. I put my phone down immediately. Let's go. Let's get into it. <laughs> no, but it's like they're they're it's insulting. 
kind of. Right. And I mean, it's nothing against them. Honestly, some people do have, some white girls do have curly hair. It's just the ones that don't, that are appropriating Mm -hmm. it. It's just like everything else that they take from black people. You're doing it again. Yeah. And I'm not saying black, like curly hair is exclusive to black women because once it's again, definitely not. some white women do have naturally curly hair. Mm. It's just, why are you trying so, so hard, hard to get the curls? Like, because when we have them, we're not appreciated. Mm. But somehow when you have them, you are. It's like with everything. When you have something that black women have, you're appreciated. When black women have something that naturally comes to them. It's like, oh my God, you don't naturally have that. You do, 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 do. Exactly. Like nobody, black people with blonde hair. Nobody, oh. Like. They love to hate on black women in wigs. They're like, you're appropriating. Girl, your straight hair is appropriating. <laughs> So when you get your Dyson Airwrap and you put it into your loose blowout curls, is that appropriating too? What does that even mean? What do you mean straight hair is... That's not a culture, hon. Mm-mm. Like, oh my God. Okay, I saw this TikTok where this black woman was... It was like, you can't outdo the doer. (laughs) (laughs) She was... She had pictures of black women first, but Mm -hmm. you can't outdo the doer. And then it switched to white, white women. Mm. And I'm just like, huh? I feel like they're so tone deaf. That's really the problem. It, uh, I don't know, man. And like, there's a bunch of people on TikTok who are running around with box braids. Oh, Nyla, let's get into the box braids. And the locks, I have no problem with the locks because all hair locks. Literally. That's not a problem. But it's the faux locks. Let's let's get into Mm. it. No, let's really get into it. White women, it's not made for you. Just deal with it. Box braids, freaking twists, like stuff like that. It is not made for you because when you put box braids in your hair and you take it out, the weight gone the reason why we say black women should be and are usually the only people that should have box braids is quite literally we're, we're saying it for your own good babe you're gonna take you're your gonna braids go out bald. and you're gonna have no hair the they, amount of women on tiktok that i've seen take their braids out and they're and done they're like crying they have that donald it's trump because- hair giving. <laughs> <laughs> child of jesus <laughs> it's the the weight of the braid because you're putting a lot of hair in your head. The weight of the braid cannot handle your stringy straight hair. follicles. So those those hair textures te- textures don't work. No. Like even girls, I remember um I did one of our friends' hair once and she has looser curls, but I blow dried it, which mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't have done. But I blow dried her hair and I was putting it into um braids and she's mixed. So she has thicker hair, but it's like more coarse. And I was putting the braids in, and the grip was not gripping. And it who, was. Who are you talking about? Okay, I'm on topic now. I, I understand who she's talking <laughs> like. Like I was saying, it was harder. It's it was harder to grip, and it's just because she has looser curls. But even even for people who have looser curls, it's harder to do box braids mm-hmm. on them. The whole entire point of braids itself, it comes from a very, um, 
it comes from a very important place because back in the slave days, they mm-hmm. used to hide food in their box braids, yeah. not their box braids, but in, in their, their cornrows corn and stuff. And, you know, it became cultural, which is why when black women have braids, we're allowed to say, yeah, my hair is beautiful and my hair can do this. And this is a part of who I am. And this is a part of where my ancestors came from or people who suffered like me came mm-hmm. from. And for some white girls to be walking down the street with some purple box braids in her hair because she saw her friend coming to school with it last weekend. She wants her hair to look like that does not work for me. No, it's because it's like, oh, my God, I think it's so cute. Like, I want to try it. I'm not trying to insult you, but like. Just because you think it's cute does not mean it's, that you it, have the right to just go out and get it done. Exactly. Because it's going to hurt, too. <laughs> Cultural appropriation. Yeah. So we're going to move back into fashion really quick. Um, the one thing that I have beef with is, like, my hair and how I tend to have to blow it out. Mm-hmm. for jobs and stuff because it's quote more manageable <clears throat> and at this point i'm just like my hair needs a break okay the heat damage oh no the i actually stress. don't have any heat damage i but feel the like stress. blow drying your hair doesn't cause too much heat damage but yeah. the stress i feel like your hair doesn't it should not be stretched out that much it's yeah. just common sense and not only that if you continue to blow dry, I don't know if maybe it's just me, but when I blow dry my hair and I see it blown out, I feel prettier than yeah, when that's it's same. shrunk. Same. It's it's, it's a little mentally up. taxing. Mm-hmm. And it's like the one thing I hate the most is that nobody knows when I'm like, oh, uh, I have it natural, and they're like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? what do you mean what do i mean like my hair when it's big yes it's natural it's my hair but when it's natural natural like the way it was when i was freaking born curly tight curls kinky curls beautiful curls yeah and i'm gonna leave it that way until somebody specifically asks me hey we're gonna cornrow your hair on set can you have it blown out for us yeah then i'll be like yeah Sure. It. De- it depends on the job. It depends on how often. Do you ever often. have to bring your own products? No. Oh, thank God. No, I've never had to bring my own products. Sometimes I do. Just like, in case. One of my most recent um, shoots? shoots, I had to do a slick back. Mm-hmm. And I knew that they would not have gel that, <laughs> would, <laughs> that wouldn't revert what my hair. What gel did they use? Eco? No, I forgot what she was using, but she started putting it on my um, naps and they started to curl back, back up. up. And I was like, I knew immediately. yeah, no, I have this other stuff. So if you like want to use it, you, you can. You can, yeah. But yeah. I was going to say that like, I, I like following fashion itself. Mm-hmm. So I love watching the like Vogue covers and all okay, that guys, stuff. Okay, um, guys, I think we're going to have Kadreen join as a permanent team member because... Not team member. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have her join as a co-host now because this is... Yeah. Okay, continue. I was going to say, um, I like paying attention to like Vogue and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I love... I live for how the celebrities can like do their shoots and how they like accentuate themselves and all that stuff but 99.9% of the time if it's a shoot done to like somebody who's new to being a celebrity Mm -hmm. 
their hair is either blown out, straightened, they yeah. put a wig in their hair, a leave out, because they don't know how to do your hair. And <laughs> I think um, another thing that bothers me is it's normalized. Mm-hmm. And it's come to the point where now people are scared of talking about black women and how we do our hair. Last year, mm. on the day of our prom, I think I told you, on the day of our quote-unquote prom. That ain't no prom. That doesn't even it deserve was a, It was the a name dinner, prom. but I'm going to call it quote-unquote prom. Mm. Um, I We had a research paper due, and I was telling the teacher who was teaching the class, I was telling her about how I had to go home and, like, broder my hair and, like, braid it back so that I could install my wig and, like, do this and do that and finish my research paper in time and get to the party in time, whatever. And she was just asking me questions about – and she was so nice. She was asking me questions this about – This is what I think it is? Yes. Yeah. yeah. She was asking me questions about, you know, how I do my hair and all that stuff. But you already know, at our school, it was a lot going on in terms of mm-hmm. hair in general. That was my fault. I'm sorry. It wasn't your fault. You know good and well whose fault it was. Yeah, but I did a lot of complaining. You did a lot of complaining because of one specific person. Well, yeah. But, but they like, generalized Viva it. la revolution. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... She was really nice. I didn't feel offended at all. I love it when people ask me questions about my mm-hmm. hair because I genuinely want to destigmatize whatever you think you know about black women's hair. And so she was just asking me questions and I was I was having a bunch of fun just talking about it and explaining it to her and she seemed genuinely interested. Um later on when we saw her when I saw her again at the dinner I was about to leave and she pulled me aside and she was like, "Hey, I just want to apologize for you know, overstepping and asking about your hair and all that stuff. And she literally looked like she was, she just got ran over by a truck. I was like, why are you so scared? It's okay. You can ask me any questions you have about my hair at any time. I don't understand how people associate being tone deaf to being interested. Yeah. If you're going to ask a question, just be respectful. And she was being very respectful. I feel like they think that like, it's just a topic that offends you, period. And I'm just like, no. I feel like part of it is black women's fault. Uh-oh. Ooh, what do you mean? Sometimes black women, they just do too much. Like, when somebody's like, oh, I like your hair. How does it work? Like, is it yeah. your hair? They just get immediately angry. Not that, not all of us, but mm-hmm. a lot of people, they mean. just get immediately angry. And I'm like, girl, she's white. From the trenches of Texas. Oh, my God. She doesn't know that this is a full frontal installed wig. Just explain it to her. It's not the end of the world. Like, I was um, minding my business, walking in the city at one time, at one point, and this lady walks up to me, and she was just like, oh, my God, I love your hair. And I'm like, thank you. She goes, that's completely natural, right? And I'm like, yeah. It's my natural hair. I just, you know, blew it out. And she's like, it's gorgeous. I love seeing black women walk around with their afros because it's just, it's a true, I forgot what word she used, but she was basically saying that um, it shows how far we've come. Mm -hmm. And then she started talking to me about how she married this black man and she like spent almost three years before she even had a child learning how to do Black hair. her kid's hair. Mm. And I was like, that is just so beautiful. I and love that's that what effort. Need. Do you know um, Cute Girls Hairstyles on, Mm-mm. 
Like Brooklyn and Bailey, the oh, two yeah, twins. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Her mom's YouTube channel is called Cute Girls Hairstyles. Okay. And they have two siblings that are adopted and they're both black. Mm-hmm. I think their names are like Paisley and Daxton or something like that. But I love how she took the time to learn how to do her daughter's hair. Because that girl has a lot of hair. And she'll she has she made a um a hair care brand in mm-hmm. general, but she made one specifically for her daughter so that she could have specific products that work for her daughter's hair. She does YouTube channel videos for other moms who are Caucasian who have black daughters to help them understand how to do black hair and how to do, you know, take care of their child's hair. And I just yeah. feel like it doesn't make any sense to me how we can't have inclusivity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just be inclusive. Like, okay, two things. One, I was in the line at Build-A-Bear. Don't ask me why I was at Build-A-Bear. I have a Build-A-Bear <laughs> obsession. But I saw this white mom mm-hmm. with her black child. And as her daughter is, like, picking out her bear, she's like, Mom, can you do my box braids again? I love that for and her. And I wanted to cry because I've never heard that before. I love that and for her. Why? 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 It, okay. If you're going to want yourself some black children learn how to do your hair your child's hair learn how to because, take care of them too yeah i feel like you can't raise black children the same way that you raise white children hold up so i just quickly i know we're almost at an hour but like i want to talk about how there are some parents that raise their children of color as if they're not of color yeah and it's it's really not okay because if that child gets pulled over and starts talking to this cop like i didn't do nothing da, 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 yeah what do you think is gonna happen they're just gonna you know be let off with a warning no, no. you're never gonna see that baby again nope you cannot play with shit like that oh <laughs> i said i wasn't gonna curse <laughs> It's fine. No, you're good. Um, I was going to say, it reminds me of... Um, did you ever watch All American? mm Okay. There's this scene... It's on my watch list, though. There's um, the family that lives in wherever the crap, Beverly Hills. Um, black dad, white mom, mixed kids. And the kid's name is Jordan. He gets pulled over with his friend who's from Crenshaw, the ghetto. Mm-hmm. And his friend is very much dark skin. Jordan is mixed... But he was raised by a white mother in a home with white privilege. He goes to a school with all of his friends who are white with white privilege. So he was essentially raised like a straight... Raised. Raised. (laughs) He was essentially raised like a straight white man in America. Mm -hmm. But that's not what you are, baby. And obviously his dad should have... His dad even said it himself that he should have done a better job explaining like how you are not... Because his dad is from Crenshaw. How you're not... You're not white and you you can't be Never doing stuff like this. Be. But he got pulled over and he was talking all this trash to the police officer. And um, his friend is in the car and he's like, hello, this is not what we're doing. This is definitely a cop. You can't be talking to cops like this. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. I'm black. We're black. Do you want to die? And I just feel like if you if you associate that with like it's we, we don't have the same starting line. No mm-hmm. matter what you do. I don't care if you're a white person who's poor from the trenches of America. You're still white. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, we can walk into the same meeting with the same credentials and the same experience and and you'll still get get the job job before me. Yep. 
And so, like I said, raising a white woman, raising black children, black women, you need to raise that child accordingly. Black men too, or what? White men too. If you're a white man with a a black black daughter, wa- black daughter, black wife, black whatever. If any of your, if your wife, your children, if your husband, your children, if your partner, your children, if they are of color, you need to educate yourself because this world is not going to be the same for you as it is for them. This world was never built for black people. This country specifically was never built for black people. So we've yeah. always had to accommodate ourselves. Our parents have always taught us to accommodate ourselves. And so when you send a child out into the world... And they're not accommodated, girl. That's on you. Yep. You can't be crying about, my baby, my baby, if you didn't teach your baby, your baby. Because <laughs> your baby didn't know any better. Yeah. All right. So that was a little bit controversial, but I think it was very educational. I think it was good. Yeah. Conversations um, that need to be had. Yes, ma'am. So... I just hit my funny bone. Okay, so that's all I have for you guys today. Make sure to follow Beyond the Face at Beyond the Face Podcast at. Oh, that's our Gmail. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay, so that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening to this slightly controversial but very informative episode. Make sure to follow Kadreen at... At Kadreen, literally. It's spelled K-E-D-R-I-N-E dot underscore underscore. On Instagram. And make sure to follow me at Nyla S. Edwards and Beyond the Face Podcast at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, concerns, episode requests, etc. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. (laughs) So, yeah. Goodbye. Bye.